I had a chance to possibly get a glance at his dong. I'm never out on dongs. Sucking down hallucinogenic plants in the jungle. Team Caitlin Ops. Hello and welcome. We're back. Episode 62. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am, as always, your host, Brian Beckner. Stoked you are here. Stoked you are joining us. Like I said, the 62nd episode of the program. I think that's like around the age where you you get cheap movie tickets. 62. Like you can get in, like instead of 10.50, it's 10 bucks. You get 50 cents off. Um, is, there a, is there a bigger fucking ripoff in the history of the world, by the way, than the matinee? You're like, ooh, matinee. Let's, let's not go to the 5.30 movie. Let's go to the 4.30 movie because we can get in for the matinee. And it turns out you get there and it's, it's like 50 cents cheaper to go to a matinee. Fuck that. It used to be like half price. Such bullshit. And another way we're getting fucked. Um, a lot going on on the show today. We're, we got some emails and voicemails to get to. I really, really get into your participation in the program. Um, so continue to do that. Email us at mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Or, and also call us, leave us a voicemail. Like we want to hear, we want the, there's, there's three voices on this show for the most part, unless we have a guest. There's three voices that you hear. People want to hear more voices. We want to hear your voices. We want to be able to react to you. So, and we, we, you can't call in. Maybe someday we'll get big enough that this becomes a real thing. I mean, it's a real thing now, but uh, what, where we can take calls and really interact, take list, read your tweets and all that. Uh, but until then, you need to leave us a voicemail. And you do that by dialing 949, which is my home area code. That's Orange County. That's South Orange County. 949-464-TBLS, The Baller Lifestyle. Um, so do that. Send us an email. Also, like our Facebook page, Facebook, The, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Um, we, we post a lot there. Not a lot. Maybe once a day. But that's where you can find the show. You can get all of our blog posts. There's a great new blog post up there right now that we'll talk about in a minute. Um, but also other stuff that we might be talking about, we'll post links there. So it's just a good repository for everything that's happening on the show. And don't pretend like you're not on Facebook. Oh, I don't do Facebook. Yes, you do. Get on Facebook. I know you're stalking all those broads from high school on there. See who got fat. Who got fat? You know, it's, it's all like the chicks that were hot are all fat now. And the chicks that weren't hot are hot now. What happened? It's weird how, how time works. Anyway, like our Facebook page, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Uh, today on the show, uh, Pro Football Talks, Mike Florio is a dipshit. Uh, we'll talk about that. Somebody in New Zealand, there's a serial criminal in New Zealand and his, his, it's the worst kind of crime, um, so you're, you're definitely going to want to hear about that. And Old Miss, the running Rebs, the place that there's a college in America where they're really, really proud of their, their, the Confederacy and their, and their slave and plantation-owning heritage. Uh, and, and not shockingly, they're not super smart down there. So we will talk about the fake fan discovered at 
uh, Ole Miss, Mississippi University, or University of Mississippi, excuse me. Uh, also on the show, price-related Googling. There's a big infographic that came out this week of what are the most popular price-related Google searches in each state. We will go through most all of those because they're pretty fucking funny. And Monster Erotica. This is like, there's a really popular movie right now, Fifty Shades of Grey. I have not seen it, hashtag hetero. But some of you may have been drugged there by your wives. Well, there's that, that, that was a form of erotica. That's some dumb fat lady wrote these books because she was horny and People read them and they got horny and even though they're real stupid books. Well, there's another genre of that where it's erotica, but instead of having sex with billionaires, the women have sex with Bigfoot. Yes, that Bigfoot. And we're going to talk about that for sure. But before we get to all of that, let's get it going with our co-host, Ed Daly, Hoboken's own, the mayor of Hoboken, Ed Daly. Ed, how's it going? Uh, going well. I would last night. I watched the uh, Christian Leitner documentary, and uh, it it was fantastic. I I enjoyed rehating him again. Um, how, how was his hair from the nineties? Like he he really he, he had like it shaved like shit shaved in the side. Yeah, like kind it of was, a mushroom look. Yeah, it was. He had it, he had a whole thing going on. He had a very nine oh two one oh look. He was like a six ten Brandon Walsh. But you don't. You know, when something like that happens and you see a documentary and sometimes you see someone's perspective and you're like, meh, you know what, it was maybe misplaced hate. But this was an hour and a half and an hour and 25 minutes of it were pretty much confirming everything and adding more to it. That he was a complete asshole. Like guys like Grant Hill struggled to find the words to say anything nice to him. Is that true? Well, you know, I always – Bobby Hurley always fought with him in the the locker room. Is that like true? He, was, he was a dick. He, you know, it was the. It's sort of at least for me. I, I, you know, I didn't really hate Christian Leitner. He was a baller. Like he could really play, but he was sort of a finesse guy, which wasn't my favorite. But he was so good. He, I mean, he was he was, and they talk about it, and it's totally true. He's definitely a top ten college basketball player of all time. Yeah, I mean, if if you think of an iconic shot, if you say. Iconic college basketball shot. He made the shot. Um, so that that's that's you can never take that away from him. Yeah, he might. He's probably one of the greatest college basketball players of all time. But when you think of Duke, you think of and especially him with that his Brandon Walsh hair and the whole Duke aspect of it. You think, ah, oh, here's here's this prep school kid, child of privilege. But he's really poor white trash from Buffalo, New York. Yeah, and his mom gets interviewed early on and you realize like you see she was an awful woman and she was she had this smugness to her and she was like yeah people listen to me when i say you know just she was just she in in the 15 20 second sound bites that she was giving you hated her you hated her yeah and then it really cemented it when you find out his older brother that really helped mold him and he was a real prick himself his older brother's name is Chris. What do you mean? 
Chris and Christian were their first two kids' names. That that's like you having an older brother called Ed. Ed and Edward. Here's our yeah. oldest son Ed and our second oldest son Edward. Who does that? Yeah, I mean, if that's not the biggest white trash move of all time, just naming your kids like just pretty much. The, I mean, why not just name all your kids George Foreman? Um, yeah, just that's not. There's not a lot of uh, thinking going on there. Um, well, I now I might have to watch that because I was that definitely was the heyday. I was very in. I don't know. I think. All of us of a generation, like college basketball, the tournament is still pretty exciting, but it's definitely not what it was. And for people of a certain age, our age, um, you know, late 30s, early 40s, uh, that that was really the heyday of college basketball. And hating Duke was a pastime. Hating Duke and hating Michigan uh, were that was a lot of fun back then. So I'll, I'll have to watch that. Yeah, uh, it was it was good. You you want to hear some emails? We got some emails this week. You ready? Let's do it. Dear Brian, you – running theme of these emails, by the way. See if you can pick it out. Dear Brian, you introduced Ed to us as your hetero life partner. I think I might may have, may have said that once. However, a couple of episodes ago, you revealed that you and Ed had never met in real life. If you two ever meet in real life, how weird will it be on a scale of 1 to 10 mage ox? How much more weird will it be knowing that Ed is probably wondering what kind of heat you're packing, and much more weird is it for us to know that he might already know what kind of heat you're packing? Trying to keep it hashtag hetero, signed Mexican Batman. Thanks, Mexican Batman. Well, I guess this is mostly directed at me. You can react, Ed. But uh, sure. I, w- I will say that it's I, that's something I've never considered. I don't think um, – I don't – think that Ed is concerned at all with what kind of heat I'm packing. I don't think that's ever crossed his mind. I'm not worried about it one bit. Uh, if I'm packing very, like, like I said, lay out all the dongs, put the smallest ones on the left-hand side, lay them out in order all the way up to the biggest one on the right. I just want to be in the middle. Just, just like one to the right of the middle. Um, and, and I'm happy. Uh, so yeah, I'm not. I'm not concerned. I know what you're getting at. Ed. Ed has made it known that if he sees an athlete at the urinal, he's going to have a look at what he's packing. But I don't. I think he's also made it known that that doesn't go. That rule doesn't apply to regular dudes. So no, I'm not concerned that Ed is worrying about what I'm packing. Ed, your reaction? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, again, I, I'm I'm not concerned about just some regular person's dong, but when I see a, a super human, do I, when I see somebody that's bigger than anyone you will encounter for the next year and a half, that's right. Then yeah, I want I want to know what's doing. That's why athletes come into play because if you see an athlete, when you see just random, you know, point guards and two guards in real life, it's staggering how big they are. Or like you were saying, what Nick Foles or people like that, like people that are that seem like they're on the small side of a of a sporting event, they're actually pretty big. They're just big people. It's true. Uh, so and, and there is a curiosity there. I don't I don't care about. I've never once thought about any like of my friends or anybody. Like I don't I don't really give a shit. Yeah. Now I'll admit it. Now knowing what I know, what we think we know now about Nick Foles having the biggest dong in the NFL. Like I was, I had a chance to possibly 
get a glance at his dong, and it never occurred to me to do that. And I, I'll tell you what, Ed, I have regrets. Little, little bit of regret. I have regrets, definitely. <laughs> so I, I, I'm in the Ed Daly camp, firmly in the Ed Daly camp of, you know, if if there's a famous dude having, if Kobe Bryant steps up to the urinal next to me. I might give it a glance. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not denying that at all. Okay, another email. This is from our good friend Rick Romo. Uh, see, see if you can sense a pattern here, Ed. Gents, quote, I'm out. No more dong stories. End quote. And with those six words, Ed Daly succinctly resigns and distances himself from the baller lifestyle's <laughs> proud history as a place. Where if there is a great dong story, you're going to talk about it. Well, let me be the first to say, Ed, resignation not accepted. <laughs> you see, this isn't just about dongs. It's a subject matter issue. So Brian decides he's tired of plugs and hair systems. Are they out too? Of course not. Teacher sexings? I know where I'm going. Baby wipes in the sewer system? Yep, you'll find it here. Barbarino shows up at a gym at 3 a.m. and hits on a dude. This is the place. You better fucking believe it. So sorry, Ed. If there's a great dong story, this is where we're headed, and let's keep it real. When you see an athlete or celebrity, you're suddenly not going to wonder what kind of heat they're packing? No. Of course you'll wonder, and when you do, this is where you'll talk about it. It's where you should talk about it. Should was in all caps. Your pal, Rome Show. So a little that, – that's like a little manifesto. Like he, that, he's, he's yeah. talking to you, but he's also giving, giving a treatise on what he feels this show is all about. Yeah, that's like – it was almost a love letter to our show. It was. Uh, <laughs> it absolutely was. And he's, he's – where he's quoting from is – and we're not talking about it on the show this week, but if you look at our Facebook page, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook, I linked there to a story where a guy in where in South Africa. Yeah, this is not this is not a place you would want to have that kind of surgery. A guy had he was apparently a teenager, and apparently in certain places they do like a circumcision ritual when you're a teenager. <laughs> And it, he ended up getting his whole dong lopped off. Oh, no. But what happened was through the miracle of hashtag science, he was able to get a fully functional brand new dong attached. And like a couple weeks later after the surgery, they were, do, they were doing some dong maintenance, making sure everything was working okay. And the dude got an erection. He's, That's crazy. It, that is – Yes. I mean science is just a beautiful thing. There's so many tiny little nerves in there. Like people lose sure. – and blood vessels. There, People lose – like guys get older. They lose their ability to get an erection. This guy got a fully functional someone else's dong attached to his body and it works. <laughs> it, it's amazing. Also, this went down in South Africa. South Africa. Like this is not – There's there are probably – 35 to 40 countries I would assume could get this done before I would think South Africa could I, I would I would put it well the whole African continent I would agree but well the whole whole African continent but South Africa at least you know they have they have some some right things but yes. still I I still would put it a distance 
behind all of Europe and and uh, lots of Asian countries as well. Right, not to stereotype, but if you were in the market for a new dong and you you were shopping for dong, <laughs> I would go Central Africa. Like Africa would be a good. You feel like you would be you would get a hold of a good dong, right? Like that, you you would you know I'd want to be like able to pick like I'd want to go through a few factors you know I'd want to like go to a showroom check the smoothness <laughs> yeah the with, like the four C's cut right right clarity right. color cut would cock. be important cut would be cut cock but it would clarity, it, it, color. it might be one of those things where like maybe you've been circumference there's another C circumference <laughs> maybe you've been one way your whole life <laughs> maybe you've you've been cut and then you're like hey you know what I got a chance to start up. Maybe I'll go uncut. Non-snipped. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any in the non-snipped? Yeah. I, I lived. I lived my whole uh, life cut. Yes. So yeah, I'm gonna go uncut. I think that's what I would do. Uh, so yeah, another another great dong email. Thanks, Rome Show. And one more, not to not to get too into it. But and by the way, Rome Show, I, I was kidding. I, I there's, of course. There's, I, I'm I'm a guy. There's I'm never out on dongs. No, of course we know we we know what you're all about, Ed. Um. And one more email, and this is a great one. I'm very happy to get to this non-dong-related email. Guys, as the captains of industry you are, I'm looking for some much-needed work advice. We – and this is advice emails are what we do here. Like, yes, good job on the dong stuff. We like we like reaction to the show, but we also like you – like we're good advice givers. Yeah, we, we have the answer key. That's right. Ed and I, good advice. If you, if you need a female perspective, we bring in fancy. So any kind of questions like, – and this is a great one. This is a great example. Any kind of questions you have, bring them to us, and here's the email. Guys, as the captains of industry you are, I am looking for some much-needed work advice. We recently got a new temp at our office who is generally a pretty weird dude. Worst of all of his weirdness, this guy doesn't swing his arms when he walks. No, that's so creepy. Total serial killer room. Known people like that. (laughs) Yes, because at first you're not sure. You're like, what's going on with that guy? Like maybe maybe he's holding something and then you realize this is just the move. Yes, (laughs) that's a a great detail. So, serial killer temp takes his lunch in his cube. While eating, serial killer temp puts up a sign that says, quote, lunch. <laughs> well, I mean, this is a temp, somebody who doesn't have roots in the organization <laughs> and is just totally at ease putting that up. First day on the job, <laughs> just sticks a sign on his cube that says lunch. <laughs> To indicate that, yes, he is, in fact, eating his lunch. <laughs> Yet another check in the cereal killer box. However, today, while enjoying a delicious bowl of chili, I was accosted mid-bite! <laughs> exclamation point. By my awful boss telling me about the shitty, basic, living social deal he did last night. This is an almost daily occurrence, which made me wonder... Is serial killer temp actually a genius? <laughs> Guys, should I put up a lunch sign on my desk and look like a complete dork but eat in peace? <laughs> or am I doomed to suffer through god-awful stories about ice skating and adult league kickball 
while trying to eat my chili. Perhaps I should just quit this awful job and burn this bitch down on the way out. Please advise Zach in Denver. All right, first of all, Go. Zach in Denver, that right there, that's an A-plus email. Loved it. I loved everything about it. The, de- the, the, the attention to detail is what puts that over the top because some people would just kind of think it's weird about the arms not moving. Yes. But it, it's such an important detail. Very, very important detail. We, we know everything we need to know about this psycho based on his first day temping, putting a lunch sign up, and two, him walking. You could picture the dude walking without swinging his arms. Like, what a psycho. Also, I like that he's heard stories about both ice skating and adult league kickball. <laughs> I would, I would want to kill myself if I heard either of those stories about anything. Here's I'm, here's the problem for Zach, on. though. Yeah. The, <laughs> the serial killer temp is, is in fact, you know, a crazy person. So he can he can get away with that shit, but he's he's gonna be perpetual temp. He will never go anywhere. The person who puts a sign up that just right. announces they're eating lunch, like it, normal people can't do that, and normal people will forever uh, complain about their boss doing shitty things to them and everything. But you, that's part of the game you have to play. If if, um, if, if we're if this is office space, this guy's Milton. This he, he he's identified himself as a weirdo, and he'll always be the weirdo in the office. Yeah, he's not getting bugged while he's eating his lunch, so he's getting a win there. But that's, that's the right. only win he's getting because no one wants to talk to him anyway. <laughs> Uh, it was a fantastic email. I, w- I would be, like like Zach, I would be the guy that just fucking listened, like eating my chili, listening to the stories. I'd probably be like, oh, yeah. Like I'd, I'd, I'd make it – I'd seem too interested because uh, that's just who I am and I, I would be miserable. So, Zach. Yeah, I get caught, I get caught in these things all the time. Yep. I – you know, this weekend I could rattle off. I had to go to a party and had to. I could rattle off about five stories that I got sucked into that were like twenty-minute stories that were just terrible. Yes. But this is this is what normal people have to deal with. Crazy people, they're Never. going nowhere. They're on a they're on a perpetual. They're just kind of on a, a hamster wheel in life. They're not going anywhere, but they can avoid this shit. But like, they're also not going anywhere. So I guess. You have to decide. If you just want to be the crazy person, fine. Maybe that's the move. Agreed. Okay, Ed, we, in the interest of time, we have one one voicemail, but I'm, I think we're going to skip it in the interest of time. Let's get – again, excellent email from Zach and Denver. Rome Show, Mexican Batman, all great, great, great emails. Love the participation. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Ed, what is going on in the world of sports? What do we need to know? San Francisco 49ers linebacker Chris Borland abruptly retired this week over head trauma concerns before he would begin the offseason prior to his second NFL season. The promising Borland caused hundreds of think pieces by everyone trying to determine what this means for the big picture of football. The dumbest take by far was from pro football talks Mike Florio, who lost his mind over Twitter. Uh, Florio tweeted, The anti-football agenda sees Chris Borland as a tipping point. There are still far more potential NFL players than there are NFL jobs. Tweet number two. Americans routinely assume far far greater risks for far less money and fame than risk-reward of playing in the NFL. When pressed for examples, Florio added, dot, 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 
riding motorcycles without helmet, jumping out of airplanes, climbing rock walls, working as police officers, firefighters. Twitter continued to press Florio, and he wouldn't let it go. Dot, dot, dot. MMA, UFC, pro wrestling, even though fake. Soccer, hockey, boxing. Oh, wait, you only asked for one. Tweet number oh, five. so pleased with himself. Dot, dot, dot. And I had an uncle who was decapitated in a coal mine. Jesus. The, tr- the truth is the truth. Brian, is Florio overly defensive or just, like, really stupid? Really stupid. Um, no, he's overly defensive. He's... Here's the thing. Like, this guy made a decision. Who fucking cares? Like, Florio's kind of right. There are there are plenty of people willing to take those jobs. This guy weighed the risk-reward and thought, you know what? I'm a young guy. I have this opportunity to play football. But there's a good chance I'm going to really, really damage my body and my ability to live a long life. And I'm not interested in doing that. that that's his decision to make. The, the, here's the problem. Mike Florio is a huge fucking jock sniffer and his whole thing is that he wanted to be around football that guy was a lawyer and but he wanted to blog about football because he just wants to be in it you know he's made a career out of it so of course he can't understand why anyone with with the talent to actually play football would walk away from it when all he wants to do is be fucking around it yeah he 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 doesn't need to he doesn't need to take a stance. Football is not going anywhere no. because this is a gladiator culture. Like yes. we're we're gonna watch guys smash into each other. That's just it's just the way it's gonna be. And it's a good paycheck. People are always gonna volunteer for it. And if a guy decides it's not right for him, who fucking cares? Good for him. Let, let him go do whatever he wants to do. Based on the quotes, I mean, I remember Borland. I watch a lot of college football. I remember sure. Borland. Um, and he was, you know, a stud linebacker for Wisconsin. Um, and and he, the quotes coming out of him, he sounds like a well-thought-out guy. Right. So th- what this tells me is, one, he had other options. And two, he probably wasn't crazy passionate about football exactly. the same way. Like, he, he had other thoughts in his mind. He's like... You know what? Like, it's good money, but fuck this. Like, I can't deal with it. Whereas there are some guys, and not, not all of them are just straight-up dummies, but some of them, like, just this is the, their passion. This is what they would, you know, love to do even if they to- were told it would cost them 10 years of their life. Totally right? agree. So, some guys can't do anything else. This is, this is what they're born to do, and this guy isn't one of those guys. And, and right. So don't fault him. Let him go right. do whatever the fuck he don't, wants. Don't fault him, and don't, yeah, don't, don't take a hard stance and talk about how the, what the big picture of football. Like, football's not going anywhere. They'll, they'll change the rules, and, you know, there are things like mouth, special mouthpieces right. and helmets to prevent concussions. All that stuff can be addressed and will continue to evolve. But it's not that football is disappearing in the sense that, like, because this guy quits, that Mike Florio has to defend the game. Like, nobody was asking him to defend yeah, the game. Yeah, I, I don't like that guy, Mike Florio. Okay, next story, Dude, Ed. This is going to be a tough one to get through. Yeah, this is. these are not my favorite kind of topics. Well, I'm going to have trouble. All right. Friday night swimmers at a New Zealand indoor pool center have met an unfortunate swimming obstacle over the past five weeks. Poop. Ah. Uh, City Council Aquatic Services Manager Pete Thompson estimates the Friday evening loaf pinchings have cost the pool tens of thousands of dollars in lost revenue. Each time poop was discovered, the pools need to be closed for about six hours. Uh, All right, let me see if I can get this quote out. Yeah. They did one in the leisure pool, and we moved the kids to the learner's pool. Then we did one in the learner's pool, and we moved the kids to the main pool. 
and one, one appeared in the main pool, so we had to shut the whole thing down, uh, Mr. Thompson said. <laughs> in one of those pools was diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, they spelled diarrhea, D-I-A-R-R-H-O-E-A. Diarrhea? They, sp- everything in the Southern Hemisphere is spelled fucked up. They use it. That is real fucked yes, up. Yes, agreed. <laughs> it... If we do manage to, dare I say, catch someone in the act, we will seek compensation. Brian, uh, put your pooping Sherlock Holmes hat on for a minute. <laughs> How would you catch the culprit? Um, I, uh, scuba. <laughs> Snorkelers. Uh, First, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't they just install a camera? Right, like I feel like this guy, this guy could have been well. Two things they're saying tens of thousands of dollars of damage. Like they could have had after week two, just put in cameras in like three places, and you're going to cover the entire pool. Right. Well, area. anybody knows that anybody that's seen Caddyshack knows that if there's poop in the pool, that you got to drain the pool. Well, uh, let me tell you about one time where oh, I encountered this. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> well, here I was a. 19 or 20 year old uh, lifeguard at a at a New Jersey country club. Uh (laughs) Yeah, Uh, a lot of snooty people there. A lot of people that expected the lifeguards to pretty much babysit their kids while they just gossiped with their friends by the pool. I could picture that. It was unbearable. There were a couple of like very nice people, Mm -hmm. and then there were like 95 percent very. Not nice people. Were there any like sort hot of hot moms? Like, yeah, like late thirties moms that were like, um, sure. Eddie, could you could you come back to my cabana with me and help me? I, I got a bit of a sun, sunburn. Could you come back to my cabana with me and, and maybe rub a little lotion, rub, rub a little aloe on me? Let's put it this way: I imagine that scenario. Uh, took, me too. Took took care of that scenario many times yes. in my head, but yes. no, it never actually happened. Uh, but there were there were some there were some very very promising. Uh, prospects there, I but bet. anyway, I noticed some kid crouched by one of uh, the stairs on a on a busy day, and <laughs> yeah, and I was I was hung over working on two hours sleep in the water. Just, He's crouched by the stairs in yeah. the water, and I would see the kid is just just dumping out. Yeah, it was a solid, but yes. I saw something come out, yeah. and I was like, motherfucker, I'm gonna have to clear the pool. I am so banged up. I'm gonna have to like. Ref- clean the pool out, yeah. refill, test acidity levels. Like I, I don't, I don't have this club in my bag today. So I quickly took a uh, a, a pool, uh, a, a club towel, and scooped it up. Grabbed the kid, like put it, send it to his mom. I was like, I think he has to go to the bathroom. And I took the towel, wrapped it up, threw it in the garbage, and just let business continue. Because I was like, you know what? I'm sure everybody will be all right. And if they're not, you know, I'm not swimming in you, the pool today. You scooped up his brown baby with a with a. A towel? <laughs> it was it was it was like kind of a I made some sort of oh uh, like lasso kind oh of I, I just <laughs> uh, I mean in it's in, in one way you're a hero in another way you're a deviant. Well, I just you you have to understand how banged up I was. Yes. This is like this is you know mid college drinking right. in the summer yeah. and I just was in a bad way and I was like. I can't deal with like looking at the acidity levels and all that shit that you have to do when yes. you when you put new chlorine in the pool. That's, and I just I couldn't deal. I'm glad you told us about that. Well, well, you know my thoughts on this New Zealand guy. First of all, 
I'm not in favor. Everyone knows I'm not in favor of the death penalty, in, except in the case of fecal-related crimes. You you have to think that it's not a kid shitting. This is no, this, this is, is an adult. Em, this is an employee, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. It's an employee. It's somebody with access. Could be an old man. Like old people are always like disgruntled. So I, I picture it being an old guy. Uh, I will say this. I'm very impressed with the stealth aspect of the offender. Like he knows they're looking for him and he's still able to launch he's- pool scuds undetected by the Auckland PD. <laughs> How does he do that? Like he knows I, I mean, they're looking for him. He's, he's, and right. he's going pool to pool. And the fact that like after three weeks of this, he still continued for two more weeks, a fortnight more. Yes. <laughs> And that's, a, that's a lot Fortnite. of stealth. I mean, they, they got to be on high alert five o'clock on Friday afternoons. Okay. And he's still <laughs> and he's still out. doing it. Yeah. Also, he's very regular. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting time to be. Yeah. You know, he's he's taking Friday Friday night happy hour. Right. Most most people are morning people, but maybe he's tuned his body to be able to launch his. He's harnessed his powers. He's harnessed his powers for evil yeah. instead of good. Yes, exactly. Okay, I say we skip the old Miss fake fans. Sure, it, we'll just give a quick recap. Yes, hit the it. dummies, the dummies at Ole Miss, and all the recruits. Just somebody put a catfishing move, put a fake blonde, and uh, started talking to recruits and saying, "Hey, you should come here." And Hugh Freeze, the dumb head coach who hitched his wagon to Michael Orr in the Blind Side and yes. got his way to a college coach, he uh, he was thanking her publicly and making a big deal. And then a Mississippi State blogger who just had nothing better to do but then try to attack the cross-state rival discovered that this was just some random girl in Georgia who had no idea what was going on. Right. It was, probably took them two seconds to figure it out. Right. Like, needless to say, people that are still wrapped up in, the, in, the, in their love of the Confederacy are not too smart. No. No. Also, they, they, they had the chance a few years ago to – they were – Voting to decide their their mascot was Old Reb, who was a Confederate right. general, and this was like in the two thousands. This was yeah, in he, like nineteen fifty one. He had the he had the cane used to like whip slaves right. with, like whack around slaves. Like he was a very very Confederate. Yeah, dude. sometime like around 2010, 2010, they decided, hey, maybe this is a bad idea, and so they they took a vote on what the next mascot should be, and one of the finalists was Admiral Akbar. And but instead they picked some stupid bear. Yeah, like, and they call him like Rebel the Bear. Yes, or they could have had Admiral Akbar. Okay, in not sports, Ed, I I knew you would like this. There's there was a state by state analysis of the top Google price searches, and I'll just read from the story. Um, you can tell a lot about a person by what they aspire to own or badly need to buy. That could have been the impetus behind a map that's making the internet rounds today. It's a graphic that ostensibly answers the question, what cost is each state obsessed with? By testing how Google auto-completed the phrase, how much does blank cost in name of state? It was produced by a company called Fixer, and like most easily shared maps of this type, it's suspect in a lot of ways, namely that who... Who actually types a question in to Google? Like it's not a person. You just type the two words of what you're interested in. But apparently some people do do it. And Ed, 
I just need to know, are you one of the many New Jerseyans who's apparently Googled the phrase, how much does a funeral cost in New Jersey? <laughs> you know, I actually did. <laughs> I I didn't price it out for New Jersey, but remember about a year ago, I did a, a, a story just talking about how all these shitheads were having pricey funerals. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah Guys yeah. guys getting mo- motorcycles. So guy got I buried on the- his Harley. In the last year, I think I did Google something like funeral costs in Ohio because I wanted to see like what he, how much the premium he was paying. But so yeah, I, I guess I qualify. I, well, I I like the a but lot. it really is a sad state of affairs. <laughs> it really on, is. A lot of them are childbirth related or or preventing childbirth related. <laughs> that would be Alabama abortion. Yes, abortion. Miss, Mississippi went the other way. DNA if, test. If, why worry about an abortion if I could just deny I'm the father? So right. let's get the DNA test. Right. Um, but there were there were a couple weird ones. Uh, what? Uh, where is it? Oh, North Dakota. I mean, nobody knows shit about this state anyway. But no. yes, this is a weird one. <laughs> a minor? Yes. <laughs> How much does a minor cost? I mean, South Dakota, which is a weird enough state, they they priced out vasectomies. So a lot of states just, did that. They're not they're not pleased with their minors there, and so they want to get themselves fixed. But a minor, right? I, I, that is a weird. Nevada's was prostitute. I, I feel like that's not, that that that's an one an interesting term to use. Like, who actually calls them a prostitute? Right. Also, Hooker. like, is there any consensus on how much that should cost? I feel like that that's a very wide open question. Yeah, I, there there are some there are some interesting ones. Uh, what what is am I am I really thick here? But what what is going on with New Mexico? What is CDL? I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Uh, I, yeah, I California driver's license, CDL. I, I don't know. Some make perfect sense. Like Minnesota is taxi because I got to think so much of your your about six months a year is like I can't be outside. So I need to figure out who can transport me yes. from place to place. Like I, I can't, I can't possibly deal with being outside right now. Door to door. Just like get me in. Um, and what, I, there were a couple of States. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Kansas, Kansas and Wyoming keg of beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I guess the high schoolers are into that. Like what? Yeah, don't you just go to the grocery store or Alaska, a gallon of milk. Like just yeah. like how, yeah. you either need how, a gallon however, of milk or you don't. However, however can you find – but I guess Alaska, they can't just show up at the store. They are – they could be 85 miles from a store. <laughs> That's true. Well, you, but you either need your milk or you don't. What are you going to do? You're going to get there and be like, oh, it's $6? I thought it was 4 I'm right. out of here. The, the internet said 4 jump, bucks. J- jump in the car, kids. We're, we're driving an hour and a half home. Uh uh, Oregon, water. <laughs> Doesn't it rain a shitload up there? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of water there. Yeah. Just just put a pail outside your home, and you'll you'll have your answer. <laughs> Free. Oh, uh, Washington passport. A lot of world travelers in Washington. I thought all they just did up there was smoke meth and weed. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know they were traveling. Yeah, I, I like. Uh, I I like that randomly. Idaho is big on liposuction. 
That is a weird. Yeah, all those fat like, asses it, up there. To me, it makes sense that like when you see um, breast implants and facelift on like southern states or right. California, but like randomly Idaho, like yeah. nobody's nobody's looking at it anybody there. No. You could be you could be nine hundred and fifty pounds. I don't think anyone would notice. <laughs> right. Uh, well, and and Louisiana secession. <laughs> what is that? Well, I don't. I don't even understand what that they're means. Pri- they're pricing out, uh, seeing if they can be their own com- uh, country. Yeah, they're trying to. Uh, they're trying to un Louisiana purchase themselves. Uh, well, how about how about Vermont giving the most Vermont answer of all time? How much for a cord of wood? <laughs> <laughs> Props to you for knowing that Vermont is the one that points down and New Hampshire is the one that points up because I would never have known that in a hundred years. Well, I only know that because I've been to Vermont, yeah, and I've never been north of there, so I've never been to those last two states up up at the top of our country. Maine, 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 which doesn't exist. That's like part of never, Canada. never been to Maine or New Hampshire. I did, I did for, for a while. I had a job where like the East Coast was my territory. And but I was out here, and one time I was like calling like somebody that I worked with on the East Coast, and he, he had a farm or something, and I'm and he was in Vermont, and I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm like, well, let's let's get you know we got to do that before um, you know before it gets starts to snow back there, and he's like, yeah, you got to make hay before the sun shines, and I'm like, <laughs> and I go, what? I, I go, oh yeah, totally, yeah, you're right, and he's like. No, he's like, I, I have to you know, get out. I have to get my combine out and get up, mow all the hay down before before it gets hot. <laughs> and he's like, he didn't, he wasn't, he wasn't using a colloquialism. He was really telling me that. So and that's all I know about that. Uh, okay, Ed, final story this week. Uh, monster erotica. I was talking about this earlier. There, there, there's, there's. The whole Fifty Shades of Grey, we've empowered these women too much to really live out their fantasies. And that's given rise to monster erotica. The headline says, come for Bigfoot. The, uh, the gross, the C-U-M. Yeah, the really gross spelling. The rise, fall, the, and... The come on, feel the noise spelling. Yes, the rise, <laughs> fall, and future of monster erotica. Many say Come for Bigfoot by Virginia Wade is the origin text, or at least the pacemaker, for the relatively new subgenre of monster erotica. The story is a rags-to-riches self-publishing tale like any other. Wade is a stay-at-home mother who is hit with an idea for a book. She wrote it, went through Amazon's Kindle Direct publishing program, and waited. What are the odds that she was eating a little bit while she waited? I'm guessing (laughs) she's – I take the over on 240. At first, nothing happened. Wade made $5 in the first month. But then, come for Bigfoot, in which an ape-like creature kidnaps a group of young women with with the purpose of procreating with them – Found its audience. The ebook, now titled Moan for Bigfoot, sold more, a little more palatable, sold more than 100,000 copies in 2012 alone. Jeez. Earning Wade 30 grand a month at her peak. She replicated her success with sequels, uh, 16 Moan for Bigfoot books in total. Similar concepts taken by pirates, seduced by the Dark Lord, and 
translations. Her mother did the translation, Calm for Bigfoot. In short, Wade fully propagated the subject genre, variably called Monster Erotica. I had no idea. Ed, when can we expect your Amazon review of Fertilized in Space and or Sex with My Husband's Anatomically Correct Robot? <laughs> uh, I I think tomorrow I'm going to review all of her books. Uh, G- Goblins Love Ass or Mounted by a Minotaur? <laughs> these are all real titles, by the way. I'm not making these up. I couldn't. These are... These these are unreal. I I I can't. How how could they be found? Which it must have been like people who like this like yes, this and yeah. some. But I mean, what a gross! What a really gross, you know, fetish. So weird. It's, and, yes. And and you know what? Like I, I I like I really like how the internet lets people be themselves and. You know, can spread their wings, but maybe we're spreading too it's too, too far. Much. It's too much. It's, we have too much freedom I, in this country. You know, th- there's got to be a little bit of shame. Like, if you're into Frankenstein giving you anal sex, like that's yes. probably something yes. you just keep to yourself. I totally agree. And but if it, if it were Frankenstein, hopefully there's a chapter about him going to South Africa and selecting his own dog. <laughs> 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 That would be great. Uh, Okay, Ed, let's get to it. It is time. Joining us now, as always, we went went a week without Fancy. Fancy was laid up, laid out last week, laid low by the Montezuma's Revenge. It was touch and go for a while. She's on the mend. She's back. Unfortunately, we missed her. Fortunately for Ed. We missed her for the last episode of The Bachelor. We didn't get our last Bachelor report, but she's back this week in a segment we call Fancy Pop. Our own baller lifestyle pop culture correspondent joins us now, Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Hi, I'm good. Hey, Fancy. I'm better. Well, I'm on the mend. Hey, Ed. Happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you. Well, uh, welcome back to... Uh... To America. Thank you. I was a little incapacitated last week. Yes, it was. An un- I was literally on my deathbed. It was bed. an unfortunate time. We missed you on Ed's birthday last week. Yeah. Uh, what is happening this week? What is going on in pop culture? Get us caught up, Kate. Okay. Where do we start? Um, so Justin Bieber celebrated his 21st birthday in Vegas over the weekend. And he apparently had to throw David Arquette out of his birthday bash. So you guys know who David Arquette is. He was married to Courtney Cox. Yes, he's Patricia's yeah. brother. Patricia's brother. Yes. Um, he. Now, more importantly, Rosanna's brother. Right. That's right. He's been sober for a while. Like, yeah, I thought a, he was sober. I think I heard yeah. him on Stern once. Yeah, and, he was. He was very. Oh no! I, I last time I heard him, he was drunk again. Oh yeah. right, right. I think he's. I think he's had some um, falling. Off the wagon episode. Well, you'd have to be off the wagon to try to crash right. Justin Bieber's what, 21st What's he doing in, Ve- in Vegas at a nightclub if he's sober? Also, anyway. also, he's famous. Like, if he just shows up and plays it cool and doesn't act right. wasted, they'd let him write. They'd, here, well, here's welcome. what happened. According to an eyewitness, Arquette was overheard talking smack behind this Justin's back when the trouble started. Um, this unnamed guest claimed the 44... 44- Sorry, 43-year-old star appeared kind of messed up at the party, quote-unquote. 
Um, when Justin heard what David had been saying, he threw him out of the suite with the help of a friend because they didn't have any security. Well, Justin had to do his own throwing right. out. Right, yeah, no security. Look out. i just flick him. I'd be like, no, nah, I'm coming in, and i just flick him away. Well, apparently David managed to get back in and rushed at Bieber to take him out, the source alleged. Whoa. So there was a confrontation. Such a beef. Um, and then he was thrown out again. This is like a J-list beef. I saw pics of Arquette that <laughs> night, and he was not looking too sober. Yeah. Un- it was looking like a mess. Unfortunate. Uh, and, and it was a sweet. It wasn't like some giant it was like club. The, no, that's it, true. Villanobu. I'm not sure what hotel that's. Oh, yeah. Is that Hard Rock? Not sure. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's above my level. I I can only respect you if you went in there to just punch him. Right. Not right. to like, not to hang out and then only try to punch him after you've been thrown out. No, be, like Bieber's redeemed himself. Now he's he's legitimized what? himself. He's had a roast with real fucking comedians he's on. He's been on Ellen like twenty five times. Yes, he's talking th- about this, how changed he is. People are allowing him to be legitimate. Right. He is. He he's been has validated, been resurrected. Totally. It's unfortunate. Okay, so um, I, I, I just hope David Arquette can get some help. Here's another person. Like you don't want to be the the most fucked up Arquette. Uh, okay, next story. Here's another person that needs some help. Um, one of my favorite reality star reality TV stars, Scott Disick. Oh yeah, Ed, are you familiar with with Lord Disick? I've n- I've n- I don't know if I've ever heard that. He's name the lo- longtime boyfriend of Courtney Kardashian. They have three kids together. That's the that's the middle one, right? Yeah, no, she's, she's the oldest. She's the oldest, but the smallest. Oh. She's she's the middle one in terms of looks of the of the three. How would you rate them, my, Ed? My well, there's yes. the one that looks like a dude, and then I Maybe guess Chloe. Kim Kardashian's the that's, most attractive. I, I, I I would guess. Although I told you the last time I saw her when she was standing next to Conan, she was so freaky freaky looking. Her she she looked very odd next to a, a regular person that I, I wasn't even sure how I felt about her at all. And now she's rocking that bad blonde wig. None of them, none of them do anything for me. None of them I'm not saying any of them do, but yes. one of them looks like a dude. Yeah, the, so. the big one. Um, <clears throat> she was well, married to Lamar Odom. Uh, the the my dear 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 friend Paul at Walk Off HBP on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He is very, very much a fan of Kourtney Kardashian. So he, oh, he likes Kourtney. He would say that she is the most attractive of the Kardashian sisters. I think they're all kind of whatever. Anyway, so Scott, her longtime boyfriend, he, who yes. is a documented um, alcoholic, you know, maybe drug addict. He takes a lot of pills. He yeah. gets wasted. Um, this has been an ongoing theme for him. So apparently he's fed up with traditional rehab treatments and he's taking an all natural option. So as in sucking down hallucinogenic plants in the jungle uh, under the supervision of a shaman. Just he's, what you need to get off drugs is to get more high. He's checked into a place called the Rhythmia Life Advancement Center in Costa Rica where they use the African psychedelic shrub Iboga to send patients on a vision quest. That, so this is how uh, this he's going to treat his alcohol demons, the rhythm, apparently. The Rhythmia Life Advancement <laughs> Center sounds like the place that has Ted Williams' head in the freezer. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to go on a hallucinogenic trip that could last hours or days, they oh, say. Sweet. Well, at least he's in a safe place like Costa Rica. Right. <laughs> um, so apparently the shaman observes the entire trip, and the sender says it's so effective it boasts a money-back guarantee. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he'll get his money back. Here's- I'm sorry. I, 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 
I was trying to figure out who the which Kardashian you were talking about at first, mm-hmm. and I forgot to pay attention. What is this guy's relation? He's another one of them. No, he's, he's her he's longtime boy. Well, longtime boyfriend. Oh, he's, not, ma- he's married. No, to they're, one. they're not married, Sorry. but they've been in a relationship for like nine, ten years, and they, they have three three, three, kids, three kids, kids together. But they're not married. No. Here's here's if you really want to get sober. Here's what you do. You fucking stop putting your fucking life on TV. Mm-hmm. You go home. And you get counseling, you get therapy, and you don't do shit. You don't go to fucking Costa Rica and film it. You do it in private. He gets a lot of income for the, get from help. club appearances. Yeah. So he's, That's not don't good. Go to gotta, Dr- don't go to Dr. Drew. Right. Right. Yeah, you got to <laughs> give all that up. I love Dr. Drew. Yeah. Yeah, he's very... He's very successful. All chicks love So, wondering if that's going to be filmed for the TV show, too. Oh, I, I know oh, people that have done, I'm not, not Iboga, but they've done um, ayahuasca retreats. Yes. Yeah. Quite a few people. I saw that on One of my Rock. very good friends did one recently in the UK, and she said it was definitely a life-changing experience. I'll take her word for it. Uh, Robin Quivers did one of I those. Can't, did she? Yeah. I can't say I'm not curious about yeah. ayahuasca. Yes. But I'm also too much of a post to maybe go through with it. It sounds awful. I would need... I'm just not sure, like, especially after having, like, a stomach problem yes. for a week, that the thought of the potential of having, like, weird things in my body, drinking weird yeah. Yeah. stuff, like, and then, I'm just And then when sure. they try to nurse you back to health with their water in Costa yeah. Rica. It's like, uh, oh, yeah. Here, sip this. Right. Yeah. Uh, nice. Uh, I would need like a security team surrounding me to keep me safe while I was under the influence. Uh, okay, so next story. I wasn't here last week, and um, I never got to. I'm not going to go into it. Obviously, now it's too late. I never got to talk about you know the end of the Bachelor. Mm. But um, Bachelor, it was a very boring end of the but Bachelor. Bachelorette news. Um, apparently, ABC decided to have two Bachelorettes this season: Britt and Caitlin. So Caitlin was the third runner-up. Team Caitlin Ovs. Um, with the premise being that the guy contestants get to vote which girl they'd rather have as a wife on the first night. So they all arrive. There's two girls yeah. there. They get to talk and spend time and check the chicks out, and then they vote. Um, this seems super messed up, though. Yeah, because even so, the bachelor the, on the Bachelor, the women are just meat. And yeah. here's this guy that just gets to like sort through and figure out their flaws. Emotionally mess with them and have sex with them. Fuck them and chuck them until he decides the one, well, he decides the one he wants, but she doesn't say she's willing to move to Iowa. So he picks the next runner up. <laughs> um, but, so, but the bachelorette is the, the woman's in the power. Like she, she's got a harem of men and she gets to pick and they got to tell her what they do for a living and they got to show her their abs and all that shit. But they flipped it now where now there's two bachelorettes. So they show up and the bachelorette doesn't get to kick the guys off. The guys get together and get to kick one of the fucking bachelorettes off. After the first episode? Or? Yeah, the, I think it's fir- on the first on episode. On the first night. Yeah. And then it just goes So they're just the going to pick the hot, who's the like the hottest at first glance. Right. right. Well, I would say that at first glance people would probably think that Brit was hotter. Yeah, she's and more of a glamour factor. I'm more, I think. I'm, I'm more into Caitlyn. Right, but if you just had, if if you were in that scenario, I, I could tell you, if any guy, if they're just in that just, scenario, gonna after pick the hottest girl, yeah, yeah, they're going to pick the hottest girl, and then we're like, all right, then we'll work from here. Right. That's so right. So I have a spoiler alert. Oh yeah. 
some production photos of Surface showing Caitlin on a group date, wow. leading speculation that she did, in fact, win out over Brit to be the Bachelorette. Wow, they've leaked those, obviously. But this leaves Brit free to join the cast of Bachelor in Paradise oh, cast, which I wouldn't be mad at at all. Was, yeah, so they were promoted. This is all planned. It's all staged, so produced. Anyway, okay. when does so, Bachelor in Paradise start? Because I'm all in I don't know. I need show. to. I need to look into that. Seriously. Okay. So let's talk about what I really want to talk about is um, the jinx. Yes. Uh, the jinx. Real quick, though. Are you, uh, before we get to the jinx, are you caught up on the entire monster erotica series, um, full, Fertilized in Space and or Sex with My Husband's Anatomically Correct Robot? Are you, no. You haven't read those? I'm, I don't even know what you're I'm talking gonna, about. I'm going to do a column where I post <laughs> my reviews of all those. Yeah. You should, what yes. is that? It's um, it's monster erotica. It's like um, it's like Fifty Shades of Grey, but instead of a billionaire, they fuck like Bigfoot or Dracula. What? Not even Dracula. It's like more what? creepy, like T Rex. Uh, and Stop some it. some broad made thirty thirty Stop grand it. a month selling these. Uh, okay, the Jinx. It's on the. Everybody's talking about okay. the Jinx. Kate, if you let's don't talk know. about it. Um, so. The finale. If you, if you haven't watched, yeah, just wa- watch immediately. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's what five episodes? Six. So we had the finale of the six-part docu series, The Jinx, about I mean, pretty much now confirmed psychopath Robert Durst, who was yeah. arrested this weekend on first-degree murder charges. Amazingly, coinciding with the finale on HBO on Sunday night of this program. Yeah. So the the evidence comes to light on the fifth episode, but really they shot this a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, apparently that 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 when did they wrap? That confession was three years ago. Yeah, he. But they they only twenty twelve. They only apparently they went to the police in like twenty thirteen with the new evidence that they'd uncovered, and it just so happened that the police did their own investigation, and the LAPD moved in to arrest this guy. The, the like two days I before mean, the finale of the series, like what are the odds? I don't know. I mean, I feel like it it was must have been coordinated, but at the same time, couldn't have it been. couldn't have been. Yeah, no, they felt they must have felt pressure because of the show. Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe they yeah. maybe they were. That was it. Like it's like, what are you sitting on this evidence? We have to do something now, right? But yeah, maybe because the DA wasn't sure, they wanted to move, and then maybe their hand was forced because the show was that. That's a good point, Ed. The show was about to wrap up, and they couldn't just be left holding their dicks. Right? They're like everyone's. This yeah. is obvious now. So right on his arrest, drugs and a thirty-eight caliber Smith and Wesson revolver were found in Durst's possession. Oh, that's not the Bob Durst I know. I, I assume in that backpack he toted around no, throughout the program, I which I was like, I every time think. I saw it, I was like, someone needs to check what's in that fucking backpack. How about how about him wearing shorts? That was real creepy oh, when they yes. showed him wearing shorts. Security when he video. walked up to. Well, I went to Douglas's place. Yeah, yeah. And walked up the stairs. I, w- I was walking up the stairs. <laughs> double blink. Yeah. I mean, everything about him was amazing. How about what- this? Was not this was not serial where like no, you there's no mostly question. thought Adnan did it, but like maybe he didn't. This was like from minute one. You're like, oh my god, like this is what it's like my, to be filthy rich. My, like you are yeah. above the law. My favorite part of. Um, the scene where Jarecki confronts him with the, you know, very compelling evidence. 
was when his body, like involuntarily, like the burping started. Yeah, he's he he had a physical, he let out a huge. Burp. He had a physical reaction yes. to that. And it was crazy. So, and, then, and and how about who talks to themselves? Crazy, crazy, crazy yeah, murders. Oh, only crazy people. Nobody so, talks to himself. He had a full dialogue yes. with himself. And and he mentioned the burping. He's like, ah, oh, the burping. Yeah, I gave myself you see, away. You see that in movies? But, like, in real life, people don't talk to themselves like that. He's one of the best characters I've seen in, I don't even know. Oh, yeah, he's and a even, super creepy. So, apparently, there's two other missing girls in California that Bob may be linked to. And then... In what may be the most disturbing bit of information, so his du- his brother Douglas, who runs the Durst Empire, that's he's the most disturbing part of the show. Agreed. That's the ugliest man I've ever seen. Yeah. Yes, the whole Durst I'm, family and the fact that they they look nothing alike. By it, the way, the documentary kind of like had that you know reenactment scene of them all sitting around a conference table, you know, on, at the top of their skyscraper, kind yes. of like. Yeah. talking about Bob and how to deal with him. I they they know that something, you know, they yes, know I, what they but know. They don't want it to th- affect their empire. Of course. So anyway. Yeah. And and by the way, like it 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 doesn't matter but it does. Like these locations of the Durst buildings in Manhattan are are as like in the middle of things as possible. Right. These aren't like no. some are here, some are some are like one is right across from Bryant Park, like a famous yeah. area that would just cost so much dough. Like these are these are prominent buildings. They alluded to it's, the fact it's, that they're staggering how much money they have. Yeah, they have and the they're contract for the Freedom Tower. Like they're th- this isn't like some this is crazy money. Yeah, yeah. This, this is not real this is not rich people. Players. This is crazy. Yes, crazy. Agreed. Money. And it's a and it's a family company. So this is a, the, what I thought was very disturbing. So Douglas is quoted in a very rare interview this January saying, before the disappearance of my sister-in-law, Bob had a series of Alaskan Malamutes, which is like a husky. He had seven of them. It's a huge husky. It's and they husky. all died mysteriously of different things within six months of him owning them, all named I- Igor. We don't know how they died and what happened to their bodies. In retrospect, he says, I now believe he was practicing killing and disposing his wife with those dogs. Douglas also mentions that Robert would use Igor as a verb, claiming when he was in jail in Pennsylvania, he, he was recorded saying, I want a Igor Douglas. Yeah. Think about that. Seven dogs oh, and that, all died. That, cur- that current wife was a real gem. Yeah. I wanted to see Deborah. I wanted to see more of her. Yeah, they didn't interview So her. that thing about the dogs creeps me out. Yeah, because what he there's a, a reason he, a, a lot. he named them all Igor because he didn't want to he wanted to take the emotion out of it. He wanted to get to a place where it Seven was just dogs, a thing. Which all died mysteriously within six months of him owning them, and no one knows what happened to them. Yeah. No one saw the bodies, just like no one saw the body of his <laughs> and we, wife Kathy. Are we I just wanna interrupt are we gonna at some point talk about Andrew Jarecki's creative facial hair? Let's talk about yeah. it right now. It, I mean, it was the second scariest thing. Some the, would argue the first scariest thing of the he show. He loved he loved having the close up shots of himself. He had yes. different Added. settings. So there was different yeah. like levels. There was growth of levels. Growth levels yes, of that. It was filmed over a long time yeah. and sometimes yeah. you get the close cropped goatee. Yeah. And the some, one that curved a little extra long, like a weird villain. Yes. Then he'd really grow it out to where he could like sort of, you know, he would sort of like play with the mustache right. bit of it. It was very, right. His very pensive scary. looks. He's a creepy dude that has movie phone money. Yes. 
He's yeah, also that's... from a very wealthy family, yeah. but he didn't yeah, follow movie the phone money. He, yeah. But he didn't go into the family vis- business. No, he was rich before movie. He came. He came oh, from he money, but he also started movie phone. Right. Oh, with the family with family money, money. but yeah. he's from a very okay. prominent New York family. Yeah, which is how I assume that he got into that benefit where he um, confronts Douglas. Yeah, Douglas. And, yeah. and they say that is probably how he was able to not. I mean, he made a movie, a fictional account of Bob Durst mm-hmm. that Bob Durst liked, but they they said that he was able to sort of ingratiate himself because they had similar backgrounds they knew a lot of the same people because they yeah. were both they both came from major new york money and durst probably spotted a serial killer beard yes he's like he i get like, this guy yeah i i do andrew i i feel comfortable with you yeah he's like you're one of you're like me one of your best impressions ed you're, you're really killing it it's not as good as johnny Depp, oh, but also, much better than your Australian can we talk guy. about those contact lenses that he wore that, well, I read mm. something where they – I just thought that was his eyes. But I read a thing that they said those are something called doe eyes, which are – Yeah, they're meant to give your eyes the appearance of like a deer so that you look more innocent and sweet. What, like a big deer in yeah. headlights yes, doe? Yes, yes. Like, they're called doe eyes. Because he had black, black eyes. Yeah, they're called doe eyes, and yeah. apparently they're very popular in Japan, which shouldn't shock anybody. No. Yeah. So that's a choice. That a it's a dude. choice that he made to wear those. Um, yeah, that's yeah. a pretty normal choice. Yeah. Regular guy. Just, you know, salt of the earth kind of decision. I mean, that was a great documentary. And also, Jarecki's other documentary, Capturing the Freedmen's. Excellent. I, it was well done, but I also had to turn it off about halfway through. Oh, you like, did? I, I think I yeah, saw that Not theater. that I thought it was, wasn't well done. I just, I couldn't. It was, it's a it hard was too, subject matter. It was, to it was get, too disturbing. Yeah, I was yeah. not in the yeah, right mood for yeah. that's, that's, I was in the same place with that yeah. one for sure. Uh, well, if you haven't watched it, go catch – get on your HBO Go or On Demand or whatever. You need to watch all six episodes of The Jinx. I couldn't – I've never – haven't been this excited about any television. And as much as time. I didn't want it to end, six episodes was perfect. Yeah, it was. Yeah, leave you – and it, it wrapped up. It wasn't like serial. And they weren't very long. No. It was an hour block, but they'd be finished in like 41 minutes. Yeah, the last one was only 37 minutes. Um, yeah. Really, really, really good show. I'm glad – Glad we got a chance to catch up. On so that. yeah, so so Bob Durst has been extradited to California, yes. where he's been held without bail yes. because he was um, armed and considered armed and dangerous when yeah. he was arrested. So we're gonna have another like OJ type trial with this guy here. It's oh yeah, the, tri- the trial is gonna be something yeah, else. This is gonna be good. Maybe maybe they dust off Ito. Yeah. Well, you know, there's some detective he in the LAPD that really wants to make a name for himself. That's yes. like, you know, really building a oh. case with like, you know, these missing girls Berman, in California. Van Adder. I got, I got another, another villain of that story. Uh-huh. Janine Pirro uh-huh. was so in love with herself <laughs> and like way too produced for uh-huh. a regular DA. Yeah. It was Janine Venero. Yeah. Those teeth. Yeah. She was. It was. It was. She looked She's like she was lobbying she hard can... to be the anchor on a nightly. Oh, news totally. She. Show. She completely. She looked like she was hosting the six o'clock in San Antonio with that caked yeah. on makeup and the hair and the big fake teeth uh-huh. and the fake nails. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really fake, fake reactions to way. things. She was. She was. She was pretty. Terrible. And, and the other villain is um, the the first. The, the cop, the detective from the first murder when he killed his wife with the sweet, very sweet, Super dad. exposed uh, medallion. 
<laughs> he was like, "What? We didn't. We couldn't investigate. It wasn't a murder. We just. It was a missing persons Wait, case." Wait, which one was? The, was that the guy with the long? Yeah, kind of long face with his shirt that was kind of yes. The I, guy teared up. Yeah, yeah. Didn't that say yeah, super dad? He cared about his medallion? job. Oh, did it? I think so. Oh, he he. They like didn't. The guy's wife goes missing. He tells a whole bunch of lies about where he was that night, and yet they never searched his house. They never really oh, did yeah, any fucking police work associated with a guy. Like when somebody goes missing, when a when a when a spouse goes missing, it's always, always, always the spouse that did it. So unless they can rule that person out, they don't move on from that person. And with him, they never even looked. They did. They didn't go to his house. They didn't search his car. I feel like this happens all the time. They, yeah. Uh, well, apparently time. it really happened a lot back in the eighties. So good. Yeah. Good job to them. Uh, yeah. How about when you find out that somebody went missing, and then you find them in pieces, and then you find out that somebody, in fact, <laughs> cut them into pieces? <laughs> yes. And then you find out that he was posing as a woman and as was trying woman. to hide his identity. Then he went on the run. What are you trying to and say? Then you catch him. And, and he then, stole a sandwich. And then he stole a sandwich. And then he was convicted. And then he was charged. And then he his still brother has a restraining order again. So because yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty normal move to cut up a body that uh, you accidentally you killed in self defense. Never found that head. If they had found that head, things would have been oh, different. More Morris, or, or, Morris Black. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, Bob Bob Durst, yes. you know, to to take an old hacky joke, Bob Durst proves money can't buy you happiness, but <laughs> it can buy you a full release at the Thai massage parlor. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Okay, we're gonna close it out there. Uh, excellent job, everybody. Great show, episode sixty-two. Good to be back. Um, yeah, great to have Fancy Sauce back. Great to have Ed here as always. We'll do it again next week. Until then. For Ed Daly, for Fancy Sauce, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.